0: Our scripture reading this morning is Jonah chapter 4. Jonah chapter 4. But Jonah was greatly displeased and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city, where he made a shelter to himself, and he sat in the shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. And then God provided a leafy plant, and he made it grow over Jonah to give him shade for his head and to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint, and he wanted to die. And he said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said. I am so angry, I wish I was dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend to it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh? in which there were more than 120,000 people who could not tell their right hand from their left, and so many animals? This is the word of God for the people of God. may be seated last part of Jonah Jonah chapter 4 heart check before we get started I'd like to pray loving father God of heaven, I stand before you this morning on behalf of each person here, those who are in attendance physically and those who are here with us spiritually. God, I ask that you allow your Holy Spirit to cover each one of us with your compassion and your love and that you protect each one of us from the fiery arrows of the enemy as we are gathered here today. Lord, I ask that you open up at this time that we have together a portal to heaven. Father, that we can understand that the wisdom that you have, the hope that you have, will fall from the halls of heaven. God, may we understand that your angels have the freedom to cascade up and down the stairways of your heaven and into this place and into each home that is represented here, bringing new life, a fresh desire to know you and be the people that you have created us to be. God, give us pictures of what you have to come for each of our lives. Give us the confidence to know that what we are seeing is real. And God, I ask you to hold us steadfast and firm. Knowing that you are doing a work in us, God, that we could never accomplish on our own. Lord, God, I ask you to build our faith Open our eyes. Give us strength to step out into the freedom that you have for each one of us to live in abundance. I ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ancient Nineveh, famous capital of Assyria, located east of the Tigris River, constructed in a fertile plain. Classical writers say that it was roughly 30 miles long, about 10 miles wide. As we read, over 120,000 people. Built by Nimrod, the great hunter. A great hunter of animals and men. One who oversaw the construction of the Tower of Babel in rebellion against God. A city known for its disdain of the Israelite people, its wars against Israel, and its intense brutality of its military leaders. They would hang bodies, build pyramids of human heads, impale headless bodies on the outside walls of the city to show their power, and to warn newcomers how serious they were about their laws. It was a center of worship for many ancient mythical gods, including Dagon, the father of Baal, and his female counterpart, Nanshi. Dagon, dag, the Hebrew word for fish. Nanshi, the fish goddess. The fish. The transportation that God so saw fit to send Jonah back to Nineveh. Jonah arrived in their city and needless to say, he made quite a splash. <laughs> Dad jokes, right? got to love them. <laughs> He made quite a splash. (laughs) He was a man that was on the inside of a fish for three days and was directly deposited upon the shores there at Assyria. The Ninevites who worshipped the fish god were impressed and afraid. Needless to say, Jonah got their attention quite quickly. The fearsome empire, though repentant, ruled much of the known world until its fall in 612 B.C. Clearly the actions and the attitudes and demeanor of the Ninevites was known through the world, especially to Jonah. He knew who they were, what they stood for, The hurt, the pain, the chaos that they poured out upon the world, His people, and He did not want them to be forgiven. How could God forgive such people? Why should God forgive such people? For us personally, this is where it can really get in our face and become very, very personal. Why? Why should God forgive such people? We have all experienced hurt, pain, wrongness. And Jonah was no different. And he did not want them to be forgiven. As a matter of fact, Jonah chapter 4, he tells God, I told you, why do you think I left here? Because I know you, I know you, and I know what you'll do, and I'm not willing to do that. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Being unforgiving puts you in your own private jail cell. It does. Forgiveness gives you freedom. Freedom. I was driving into church today. Thought about something that happened, I can't even tell you how many years ago. Decades. I need to forgive that person. You know why? Why? because I love freedom. I have experienced freedom with God in so many areas of my life that I wanted in every area. And if I told you about the story, you would look at me and say that person doesn't deserve forgiveness according to Jonah. Everyone does. We do. Forgiveness brings freedom. It releases us from this prison cell. It allows us in that situation to deepen our relationship with God, it empowers us to be used more by God. Jonah is that person that we can most likely, and I said this earlier when we first started two weeks ago, that Jonah is that that childish kid, that immature, stomp his feet, lay down on the ground, kick his fists, or kick his, his legs and beat his fists on the ground. I knew it. I knew you were going to do this, God. I knew it. I'm running. I'm going somewhere else. I don't want to be a part of any of this. Then the fish thing happens. That will get your attention. He walks in through Nineveh. And tells everybody. If you don't change. Destruction is coming. Can you imagine his frustration. When they started tearing their clothes. And pouring ashes on their heads. And calling out to God to forgive them. He makes his way through the city. Chapter 4, he goes up on a hill to sit down to see what's going to happen. Hoping, I believe, that fire and brimstone is going to come down from heaven and just let him have it. Because it says, he went to sit down to see what would happen to the city. And God had different plans. God's forgiveness changed the people. Forgiveness changes us. It really does free us. It empowers us. It opens up doors for us to be used more by the Lord than ever. Because oftentimes earlier in the service I asked you this question. What wondrous thing have you seen God do? I wasn't necessarily talking about the heavens open and angels showing up and Though that can happen. Sometimes a wondrous thing in your life is something that no one else sees. That's miraculous. Allowing ourselves to forgive is an act of God, literally. It is an act of God. And it's something that can happen that changes us so deeply to the core that we are no longer the same people. God has a heart of forgiveness. We can give three million reasons why we shouldn't forgive someone. Yet none of them will stand in the face of the Almighty. But how do I do this? It could be that you're at a point of, I've I've tried a thousand and one ways to forgive and I just can't do this. I just can't get past it. It's okay to ask God for a miracle. It's okay. Ask God to help move you past this. Allow Him to extract it from your life. Sometimes, like Jonah, we need to see the people the way God sees them. Did God know all the things that the Ninevites did? Yes. He did everything. Yet his heart was for them to be in relationship with him. Because that's why he made them to begin with. But Ian, you don't know all the things that so-and-so did to me. You don't know all the things that so-and-so did to me. Everyone was made in the image of God, received the breath of life from the Almighty, and Jesus died on the cross for. Everyone. Who are we To condemn. Forgiveness is freeing. Love God, love others the way He loves them. My love is faulty, His is not. But it is time for us to continue moving forward. Part of the time that I spent earlier praying for our children is because we're moving in the right direction. We're moving in the right direction, church. We will be buffeted. Battles will come. Forgiveness takes away part of what the enemy can use against you. That's part of the freedom. I'm not saying it's easy. But with God, all things are possible. All. Remember we've talked about that word before, all. Deep Greek spiritual meaning. All means all. All. But I've got all. What about all? Pastor Ian, you don't understand. All. And us believing that and stepping into that pushes us, doesn't it? It pushes us. It's like, yeah, we ain't in junior high anymore. We ain't in high school anymore. (laughs) This is mature stuff, right? Isn't that where we're supposed to be going? Yes, it is. Not easy, no. That's what this is about, even more so. The fellowship, the family, the connectedness, the accountability, the push, the move. We're doing this together. It's okay if some of you, when we all get together, you push a little bit, push push a couple of us more to the front. It's like, okay, you guys handle this first. It's okay. But we're moving together, and that's what the Lord is doing in us and through us. But forgive. Check your heart. Where's it at? Ask the Lord to help. Ask others to come alongside you. Don't stay in the prison cell. By the way, it's not locked. The enemy wants you to think it is, but it isn't. That's what the cross is about. The penalty's been paid. The keys have been given. The locks have been unlocked. Step forth. Rise up. Move forward. Let God handle it. Don't be the one that says, I knew God would forgive that person. I knew, I knew it. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to go sit on the hill by myself. And I just wish I was dead. We look at our children and go, and that's going to help you How? Get up off the floor and move on. Move forward. That's what the Lord has been telling us since the 1st of January. Move forward. Get ready. There's things happening, there's things coming. Clean out your backpack. Get rid of that that, for that situation. Forgive. Allow forgiveness to be a part of who you are. Lighten your load. Because the things that the Lord is bringing, we need to be able to run. It's moving faster. He's moving faster. He's bringing things quickly to us because He's blessing us. So empty out your backpack so you have more room to carry the good stuff. The promises, the blessings, the joy, the hope, the peace, all of those things. Don't be Jonah. Get up off the floor. Stop kicking your legs. Forgive and let's move on. I want to pray for us this morning about this. And I'm just going to open up the altar And Steve, if you could find something to play, that would be absolutely wonderful, please. But I'm just going to open up the altar, and I'm just going to be up here. And I'm happy to pray over you, to pray with you, to listen, to be there, whatever you need. But I'm going to open up our time here. And this is a great place to just come and lay it all down. And just leave it. But I want to pray for you. God in His grace and His mercy met with me on the way to church to let go of some stuff. I'm hopeful, joyful, more prepared to step into tomorrow than I was yesterday. It's for you too. So let's bow our heads. I'm going to open in prayer. Please feel free to come forward. and I'm happy to pray with you. Father, Lord God, we thank You for this time, and God, we just open it up to You. Father, as we prayed, as we began this part of the service, that the the halls of heaven are open. That the stairways are open. And that You're meeting with us. And God, I just ask You, as, as much as it may hurt, but that You reveal those things to us that need to be forgiven. And Father, that we empty those rocks of our backpack at the foot of your cross. Lord, give us the strength to let those things go. I'll just ask you to keep your eyes closed and your heads bowed. Steve, if you continue to play. But if anyone would like to come forward and meet and pray, the altar's open. Father Lord God, we thank you that you have blessed us greatly. Lord, I thank you for being present here. Father, with each one of us, giving us hope and peace. Father, holding our hands through process of letting things go. Knowing that your love for us is great. And it is more than we could ever imagine. Father, I thank you so much for meeting us where we are. And Father, taking us to the next level. Father, through the valleys, leading us, being the light into our path, taking all of our crooked ways and making them straight, for your faithfulness and for your grace that knows no bounds, but invites us deeper into a relationship with you. Father, I thank you. Lord God, I ask for your protection in this time. Again, I thank you and praise you for your defense, that you are a mighty fortress to us, that you are that cleft of the rock that we can hide in, and we are protected. Father, I ask you this week to go before us to remove the fears and worries and the anxiousness of the things that are before us, that we can move in faith and trust and know that you have our best interests in mind and that you are bringing us into becoming all that you've created us to be. But Father, there are some tough things that some of us are facing this coming week that we already know. And Lord, I ask you to bring comfort and the peace that passeth all understanding. Wrap us up in your arms. Father, cover us in your cloak of righteousness. And Father, may we be lost in your holiness and in your love for us. And Lord, may praise be at the tip of our tongue, turning over things to you, allowing you, Lord God, to show yourself strong through us and in us. Father, I ask you to give us the words to say in the difficult times that we face. Hold our tongues, glue them to the roof of our mouths if you need to. But Father, may we be open-handed, arms up, mouths open in worship and praise. We love you, dear Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.